to do or to make in Spanish is hacer, and it has a silent H. It's H-A-C-E-R. So, in most of Spain, actually, that would sound hacer, but hacer in most of the Spanish-speaking world. What verb type is it? What is the ending? Er. Er verb. So, actually, whenever we come across a new verb, we want to make a mental note, what is the ending? Or rather than make a mental note, just process it. Remember, we always want to do anything but memorize. So, just looking and going, hacer, er verb. Okay, just to get in that habit. If we know it's an er verb, we know how to work with it. So, how would you say, he's doing or making, she is doing or making, you are formal, doing or making? Hace. Hace. Good. You're doing it. Lo hace. Lo hace. How would you say they're doing it or you guys are doing it? Los hacen. Lo hacen. Very good. Very good. Lo hacen. Uh, you informal are doing it. So what is the sound for informal you? Hacen. So for informal you, we add on an S to the he, she, it version. So we get... Aces. Aces. You're doing it? Lo haces. Good. The word for what in Spanish is que. How do you say, what are you doing? Que haces. Que haces. And this is a way of saying, how are you as well? Que haces. What are you doing? What are you up to? Good. So we see that for our verbs, we have the principal sound of a. And then we add our N or S. N for they or you plural and S for informal you. And for er ear verbs, we have the key sound e, and we're adding on s for informal you, n for they, you plural. Now, these associations between s and informal you and n and they or you guys, we're going to see all throughout the Spanish verb structure. So, um, this confuses me a little bit. Isn't this also a memorization, having to remember which ending goes with what? There's a difference people... between. Memorization and remembering. Huh? We're going to remember through not actively trying to memorize. So I'm not telling you you shouldn't remember anything. You need to remember Spanish. <laughs> I'm telling you that you're going to remember it much easier without the active process of trying to memorize anything, which blocks whichever processes we need for remembering. I like to describe it in this way, that you borrow information when you memorize it. But when you are applying it practically in this construction of these sentences, when you are looking from many different angles at the elements that we're looking at in Spanish, then you are internalizing it. Then it's really yours, you're not borrowing it. Puedo, puedo in Spanish means I can, I am able. Puedo. Puedo. Good. P-U-E-D-O. Puedo. Puedo. You're probably noticing as well that the D is quite soft when it comes in the middle of a word in Spanish rather than a hard D. Puedo. Puedo. So, puedo means I can or I am able, and the two form of the verb is an er verb. So, puedo is an er verb. So, how would you say he can or she can or it can or you formal can? Puede. Puede. And how would you say informally you can? Good. Now, in English, we don't say, can you to come? That is what we mean. Now, this is an English problem. The English is taking the to away here. It does it sometimes. You don't say, I must to come. You say, I must come. 
No, it's like I am able to come. You can think of it this way, as we thought of I must come as I owe to come. So how would you say, can you come, talking informally? Whether, sorry, informal, puedes venir. Puedes venir. So this is what we're going to be using to talk with friends. No, this S, we're going to be hearing it a lot. If it helps you make the association, you might have heard como estas, how are you? The S on the end of estas there is this informal S, puedes. So, can't you come? No puedes venir. No puedes venir. Why can't you come? ¿Por qué no puedes venir? ¿Por qué no puedes venir? I want to know why you can't come. <laughs> Quiero oh, to know. Um, okay, I'm going to know and knowledge and that's not taking me anywhere. Boys got savvy. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, I want to know. Quiero saber. Quiero saber why. ¿Por qué? You can't come. No puedes venir. Very good. Very good. If we address each part, part by part, and apply all of our mental energy just to the part we need, and then forget it. Quiero saber por qué no puedes venir. Very good. So, to recap, we have are verbs and we have er, ir verbs. For all of the verbs, we take off the ending, ar, er, ir, and we put o for the i version. So, vender is to sell, and I sell is... Vendo. Vendo. Comprar is to buy, and I buy is... Com compro. Compro, good. Llegar is uh, to arrive. Llegar, and I arrive, is... Llegaro. Yeah. Oh, llego. Llego, good. <laughs> so, with this rule, we can take any verb, and we can do this if it's regular. Maybe it's irregular, and we try it, and we make a mistake. So, for example, salir is to leave, or to go out. If we apply this rule, what are we going to come up with? Salo. Salo. But it's wrong. It's salgo. So it's one of those go instead of o, like vengo, I'm coming. Tengo. Tengo, I have. Salgo, I leave, I'm going out. They're quite common verbs. We tend to find in all languages that the most common verbs are the most irregular. Esperar. Esperar means to wait and to hope, which is interesting. And it's accurate enough. I mean, you're not doing much more than waiting when you hope. We have it in the word desperate, actually. Des is un, and you're hopeless when you're desperate. So esperar is to wait or to hope. How do you say I'm waiting or I'm hoping or I wait or I hope? Espero. Espero. Now, how do you say he waits? Uh, es espere. I'm really glad you made that mistake, actually, because it's a, it's a wonderful point to elaborate on. Before we touch a verb, we want to take one split second to go esperar al verb. Otherwise, what happens? Our brain hears a e from esperar, and it wants to put an e. What your mind is doing there, putting an e, because you have esper and it fits better, is actually even ingrained in, in other languages. For example, in Turkish, you have something called vowel harmony. And when you're adding on suffixes, there's like two or four, depending on the suffix, two or four different versions of that suffix that you can add on so it can agree with the vowel before. So there's something in your mind that would prefer an E there. Of course, because it's esbe. And like I said, you even see this formalized in other languages, like in this phenomenon of vowel harmony. 
So to stop that process from happening, you must run back to the two form and then you take control. Espera. Espera. And espera means he, she, it, you form a wait or are waiting, is waiting. We can build the rest. So how do you say they wait? Esperan. If you want to say they're waiting for me, we don't need the word for for. It's just like they await me. We don't need the word for for. So how do you say they await me? Esperan me. I'm sorry, me esperan. Me esperan. The only option there, because it's a changed verb. Me esperan. They're not waiting for me. No me esperan. Good, no me esperan. I want to know why they're not waiting for me. I want to know. Quiero saber. Why? Por qué no me esperan. Very good. Quiero saber por qué no me esperan. Well done. I was just very happy that I, re I remembered saber. Ah, good. <laughs> Finally. Saber, no, with a B. Ah? Saber. Saber, ah. good. Isn't it from savvy? Yeah, there is a grey area between V and B. So it will change between languages. Actually, a very nice example of this is the word for vocabulary. Vocabulary in Spanish is vocabulario. Vocabulario. It's spelled with a V. But the word for mouth in Spanish is boca. Spelled with a B. Now, of course, vocabulario is coming from boca. Your vocabulary is uh, your mouth, you lady. This gives us another rule, actually. Words ending airy will become ario. So, necessary. Necesario. Contrary. Contrario. Good. 